0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome back, everyone. I am finally sitting down to record my final impressions of the recently finished airing Netflix drama, 2521. Yes, I know. I know it's been gone for about a, almost a week now um, but it took me a little bit of time to come on here and talk about it I have to say after finishing the final two episodes I needed to process my thoughts on um 2521. I needed to process my final impressions <laughs> because I had some impressions but I couldn't put my finger on all of them so I'm still kind of processing and working through that while I'm recording this because I couldn't keep going on and on without finally talking about 2521. So I thought in the process of me figuring out my final impressions of 2521, I would just go ahead and record it so you guys can kind of hear me work through um, my final thoughts. And of course, I've already finished this. Like I said, I watched it when it dropped. So it's been it's been Days since I've watched it and still I, I'm i still thinking about it. I'm still trying to put my finger on kind of all the little things that I wanted to t- say about it. But I feel like there there's a lot that I'm not going to say in this episode and I already am going to forgive myself for that. Um, but I do definitely have a few things that I think I can say. Um, and the, these are, of course, my final impressions of 2521 so i'm not going to go into my you know synopsis of 2521 because I'm assuming if you're listening to this you've definitely already watched it or you kind of have the gist of what this drama is about. Um, I did record a first impressions of this drama and that's kind of where I want to start my final impressions. I have to start with my first impressions because if you listen to that episode that I recorded I did something I don't usually do which is do like a full almost scene by scene recap of the first two episodes of the drama Um, and in doing the first you know doing this kind of recap of this I also was going through the process of deciding that I wasn't too sure about twenty five twenty one. By the end of the first two episodes, uh, there were some hesitations for me as far as things that I wasn't sure about that I really liked. Um, and I was like, "Hmm, this is if this is interesting. This is what this drama is going to be like." You know, there were some things there that I kind of was initially, um, you know, I don't want to say I was turned off by, but I just definitely wasn't, you know, the biggest fan of right off the bat. However. That hesitation, of course, kind of lowered my expectations going into the next episodes. <laughs> I kind of was like, okay, I think I kind of got a feel of this drama. So don't expect what I th- think I thought I was supposed to expect and just go into the next episodes just kind of knowing that this is how it's set up. So that's what I did, right? I started, started episode three um, and four with that mindset. However... It was on episode four where it kind of hit me. I was like, wait a second. I feel like this drama is hitting its stride. That's what I thought right off the bat. I thought I, it was episode four. It was this moment um, in the beginning of episode four. That was like the ending, of course, of episode three that they kind of started with. And then at the end of episode four was kind of this um, reversal. So it was like you can tell they the way that they had set up that episode. It was supposed to be this kind of full circle kind of experience. Moment. Um, And it was between um, Yijin and Hido. And I remember thinking how lovely that was that the the episode was set up that way. And I was impressed. (laughs) It was the word. I was impressed because I saw it. Um, I saw what they were doing there. I was like, I get it. I get what you're doing. Um, And it was lovely. And I guess this is kind of going to lead me into more of my kind of thoughts about the drama because it is based off of what. I think was this drama's strong point and for sure it was the writing. I was not, like I said, sold in the beginning because of some of the things in the beginning that were writing. Issues. It felt a little heavy-handed in the beginning. I was like, "Okay, you're doing a lot of telling and not a lot of showing." And you know, in story writing, one one like that's one of the things you're not supposed to do. Is you're not supposed to tell. You're supposed to show. You know, your audience what you're trying to say. Um, and I felt like there's a lot of telling. It felt very heavy-handed. You knew exactly what they were trying to get across in every moment. And you're like, "Okay, this is a little obvious," but they definitely. I don't want to say they corrected that but they didn't rely on that as much going forward. And what they instead relied on and it was so obvious, and of course if you listen to my podcast episodes you know what I'm going to say. What they relied on was were their characters. They trusted the characters that they had built, that they had formed, that they had crafted they trusted those characters so much so that you could tell that as there were little you know as the plot continued and these little happenings continued to happen you could tell that it was the characters and how the characters were reacting those type of scenarios or situations that allowed those plot points to be so important and so moving and so poignant and beautiful it was the way the characters reacted in those moments and i thought this was a perfect example of that. If you ever watched a drama and you're realizing like, what does Lola mean <laughs> when she's talking about, you know, good character, um, trusting your characters as a, you know, as a, from a story standpoint, from a plot standpoint, trusting your characters to kind of carry things and tell it and, and follow their lead. This is what I believe this story did. I think it trusted its characters to a T. And that's why when I said it, it was in episode four where I kind of first really noted that. Um, Because at the beginning of episode four, there was this moment where Yijin um, and Hido were, Hido had approached Yijin to kind of let him know that she was upset with Yurim. And she was disappointed in Yurim not being you know, who she really thought she was and kind of not being nice and kind to her uh, when she was obviously such a huge fan of hers. And, you know, Yijin, of course, knew Yurim. And so, you know, he was a kind of a middle party in this, this situation. And so she went to Yijin and she wanted him to support her being upset with Yurim. She wanted him to tell her, hey, Yurum's at fault, not you, Hito. You have every right to be upset with her. She's the problem, right? She wanted Yijin's support in that moment. And what did Yijin do? He did not support her. He kind of was like, you know, what do you want me to say? You know, he kind of looks at her like, I, can't, I don't know what to tell you. He doesn't support her in that moment. But then at the end of episode four, this is a moment where, um, Hito kind of lets Yijin into her world of fencing and she kind of gets to show him like, you know, what fencing means to her. And in that moment, she's also kind of thinking about the fact that her mother doesn't really support her fencing and kind of, it's just there, you know, along for the ride, but Philly doesn't really support her, right? And she um, realizes that, you know, she's describing her dreams and things like that um, in regards to fencing. And Yijin in that moment steps up and says hey I support you in those dreams I believe in you in those dreams I support you unlike in the beginning of the episode 4 where he didn't support her in something as silly as like hey I'm mad at Yuram support me in being mad at her he instead supported her in something that really really mattered which was her dreams and her kind of fencing goals and she could tell that was different because she did not have that support with her mother so I just thought that was kind of my first moment of being like aha this is nice I like what you're doing here because what it did for me was that it made like for example Yijin this character who had been through a lot his family had been you know were was truly affected by the crisis that had went on in this kind of historical point in Korea Um, and he was basically building himself back up from scratch he wanted to and he and then, what I loved about his character was that, in the beginning, you know his character when he was in high school, he was loved, he was well liked he had these grand dreams, he was super smart, he was supposed to go on to, you know to be a part of NASA like that was one of his main goals and dreams in life, only to then have that completely you know ripped from his hands, and he had to pivot. He had to determine another thing, another route for him for his life um, and of course, we know he does that, but he's at the beginning of this in the moment where he's trying to support Hedo and her dream. And what happens is it kind of puts the two um, not in opposition to one another, but it kind of puts them in com- comparison to one another. And that is kind of the beginning of the relationship. And I love that because again, it helped you view their characters as individuals, but then also kind of like how they were um, to each other, how they viewed each other. They, they both viewed each other as people who were were striving and doing something that seemed very difficult um, but at the end of the day was inspiring for each other they both kind of inspired each other to move forward into these kind of new phases in their lives Um, and that was their start of their relationship it was this friendship built on support um, and inspiration um, and sometimes jealousy you know because they were like I said starting from scratch together in a way, building this new phases of their lives. And that kind of, of course, like I said, built in some jealousy at points, um, but it was at the same time, mostly inspiring, I think. And I think that's what people also didn't, uh, maybe people did, but I think that's what made it so important about kind of how their relationship became a, re- a, re- a actual love relationship in the end is that it was built on friendship, it was built on respect and support and trust. So the fact that it turned into love, you know, was nice. It was great. But in the beginning, that's not the foundation. That's not where I, That's not what I supported in the beginning. I really did support their friendship. So I guess when, you know, we get to the ending and we kind of get to what happens in the end of the drama, it still, you know, still makes sense to me or whatever. But before I get to the end, I'm going to keep going through some of these points. And this main point is the characters and how they built these characters. So Yijin Jin is a beautiful example of just a well-written character. Um, very whole, very full. We watched him kind of start in one place, move through another place, and end up on another, a whole nother side. Like that is what I love about a character um, is kind of allowing them to to show their range and growth in the span of the time that I'm with them as in in the span of a drama. So that's what I loved. And same thing with Hito, of course, we literally watch her grow up, you know, she's in high school to being this kind of full grown adult that we see with a daughter. Um, So that is something else that I think they just did really well in the time that uh, in the space of a, uh, you know, 16 episode drama, they were able to kind of show growth and, Characters that I feel like you don't get the chance to see very often, you know? So that was beautiful. Very, very, very beautiful. My favorite thing about this drama was the way that they wrote these characters. And the same can literally be said about every character. So I'm just pinpointing Yi Jin um, and Hido, but Yurim, oh, oh, I love Yurim so much. Ji Wong, Song Wan, I mean, they grew they we watched them grow up before our eyes and we watched them grow into these amazing people um and it was just lovely to see even in the moments of them like not being amazing you know there were moments where they were kind of you know bratty and uh, annoying and kind of just like immature and even in all those moments it was so wonderful to see it was so wholesome so realistic um, I know that's the word that everybody's been pegging this drama with is realistic but it was and it was very human so I just felt like it was easy to understand their characters and understand their growth and understand their kind of trials and um, you know triumphs in this drama it just it all made sense right but the other thing I want to talk about in addition to how amazing they wrote these characters is exactly what this story is about Um, and I think this is the thing that everyone was okay with as far as like everyone knew like what the story they were trying to tell and and I think everybody got that by the end of the drama but I do feel like there is something to say for um, how they did it in the how they did it because again like I said this was This is a drama that is telling a story that we, you know, technically watched before, you know, the growing pains, um, what, you know, what youth is and how youth is portrayed on screen. Like, that's what this story is. It's a a story about youth and what youth looks like and then what it looks like when it's gone, you know, in a way. (laughs) And I think that's not a, a new story, right? That's not a new story. But I think the thing that made it so... I don't want to say different from other stories told like this because it's not necessarily different but what made it refreshing I think was this kind of historical content context that they put it in um I think whenever like the reply series like that having it in a certain you know nostalgic period I think is also very helpful in helping people recognize this these the way that youth really feels to you individually because you go back into a time where you were then that youth I think that's really helpful so I love that that's kind of where we were positioned I also like that they were very present day so as well so as far as like the some parts of the drama we were in the future yeah I mean I'm sorry in the presence as in what's going on with the coronavirus you know COVID and having to wear masks everywhere like all of that was present in this drama, so it placed you in your reality as well right you're like okay so this drama is literally speaking to what's going on in my life right now only to then flash back to a time that you were probably also that age you know it kind of makes you go back into that to that 90s kind of period um and 2000 early 2000s period and for your own self so it really does force you the the audience the the drama watcher to really go along for this ride um because it makes it very kind of, I think, parallel to maybe what you may have experienced yourself. So I think it connected, it resonated with a certain demographic. Let me just say that. And I am definitely in that demographic. So if you want to guess my age, this is how you can. Um, So it just really made sense um, in that regards. And I think that was one of the ways that helped this drama tell that, you know, youth story. Um, I think better than maybe others have in the past. So that was one of the things I think I really enjoyed and stood out to me about how this was telling its little story. Um, The other thing I love is this notion of growing pains. Um, Again, something that you've seen in stories all the time, you know, like that is literally like a, a actual genre in books, you know what I mean? So it's not, that's not new again, but I love that, from this perspective of growing pains, they they went through the actual pains of society during this time as well. So we had in Korean, you know history, the the financial collapse. That was a crisis. That was in pain. you know, that was not just about your you know being young and growing through things. That was an actual pain that people of all ages were dealing with, um, and all people you know ages that were affected by it. And then to also showcase you know nine um, eleven. Again, another pain that was felt around the world from multiple different types of people and ages. So it didn't miss anyone. So the fact that that also was kind of showing this kind of growing pains for like societies and things like that in the world. And then even to show in the present coronavirus, you know, the actual COVID situation, another pain that society has dealt with together as like a global pain, right? So it was not just you thinking about your own kind of growing pains as an individual just growing up and you know just growing into an adult it also was showing these kind of growing pains and these pains of just living in this world in the last you know you know decades you know so I just thought that was also very important and poignant that they showcase those side by side like the actual growing pains of these individual characters next to these real world pains that a multitude of people experience across the world simultaneously. So it was just beautiful that they did that because um, I think, again, it made it ring even more true to the, the the audience, me watching. It made it ring even more true because I could relate to those exact moments. Maybe not so much the financial crisis in Korea, but, you know, September 11th, dealing with COVID right now, those kind of things that, you know, like these are things that I've lived through that I have to grow, I, I have, I've had to grow through. Um, so again, these pains that are just kind of individual, you know, usual growing pains paired with the actual other pains that we have to deal with and just living in a world that is, is hurting all the time. You know, that is something that I don't think many dramas have paired together very well. And I think this one did a beautiful job of it. Um, And so I just, I I can't, I can't sing any more praises as you can tell, as you can tell. Um, But yeah, so that was another thing that I thought was a unique way that this drama showcased this, you know, This kind of storyline that isn't, like I said, brand new, but it was kind of, you know, displayed a little bit differently with the juxtaposition of those two things. Um, The other thing that I loved about this drama, and I just didn't think I realized how how much of a focal point it was going to be, it's the kind of sports fencing aspect of it this was a sports drama <laughs> and I didn't know that going in I knew that was some element of the, the character but I didn't know it was going to be such a foundation of the two you know two of the main characters like this is a sports drama it's about fencing and it goes through the process of watching these fencers these young fencers grow into actual professional fencers like I no idea this drama was going to be like that um and when i tell you i have no i knew nothing about fencing nothing going into this drama and the way that they set up fencing in this drama was so interesting and i was so into it and i learned so much about it and i was not bored by it it was just as exciting as any other sports that you may watch that's super exciting like i really connected with the sport of fencing and who knew that was going to be the case so another thing that I just thought standout job making fencing into some exciting sport that I had no idea that it was (laughs) no offense to actual fencers but I, I really had no idea that fencing was so exciting so the way that the drama was able to portray that for someone who had no experience with fencing and the kind of what goes on with it is a plus because I again I don't want to bring up other dramas but there are dramas that I dropped this year uh, actually when I started watching 2521 um, that was introducing something new to me a new kind of um, work environment a new job new career that I don't have any knowledge of or any experience with and they fail to make it interesting to me. <laughs> the, you know, the drama watcher. And I feel like a lot of times sometimes you gotta you gotta make things interesting to people who have no idea what it is, right? You gotta make them want to learn about it or watch characters interact with that. And I feel like this drama made fencing. So cool. So entertaining. I relate to their struggles despite the fact that I've never fenced a day in my life. But I just I just connected with it and I think that was again a great job on the drama great job on the drama um another thing I see I have so many things that I'm going on and on about but I I have I I really enjoyed this drama if you can if you can tell I like I really really enjoyed this drama so another thing that I really really um loved about this drama was this um is realism of course again i feel like that's a taboo word to talk about to say in regards to 25 21 so i feel like when people say that it's like what do you really mean because you know realism like eh, does it need to be real we're watching a fictional story you know but yes there is this kind of. And I guess when people say that it's just being able to connect with something, right? Sometimes you want to watch something that you re- that resonates with you, that you connect with, that you feel like you have experienced, and you're like, I understand that because I've experienced that, or I know of this because of someone else I know experienced. You know, so you like to have that sometimes in certain dramas. I understand that. I am definitely one of those people. Um, if you remember me talking about Yumi Sales. Yumi Cells was dead on for me so i just i get it and sometimes you don't want that in, in your dramas you want to escape you want to have a fantasy world you want to be in a different space different headspace. you don't want to think about your reality and that's also something I, I welcome all the time when i'm watching stuff but sometimes there are dramas that i watch that just hit me where it where it hurts where it's like man you're speaking my language as in you are literally just putting my life on the screen right and this wasn't necessarily my case, it's with 2521, but I will say that this realism of first loves and um how that turns into you know your first relationship, then that does not turn into anything else after it ends, you know? That kind of thing that I know a lot of people who are watching this drama really did connect with, really resonated with them, and that's where that kind of realism or how realistic 2521 is is kind of why people were labeling it that way which again I completely understand um, but what I also felt, felt was very realistic was this importance of I don't know like I want to say living in the present you know and and what that really looks like in a way because to me it felt like there was this examination of how Okay, this is before I talk about this. I, I want to say this really quickly. Another quick side point that I pointed out uh, for, as far as like things that I enjoyed about this drama was this concept of support um, and being there for others while also being there for yourself. I felt like this was a drama that, I mean, that was an idea in a story or a drama that I feel like I've never really explored before or really got or you know like something I never really explored before in a drama and I feel like this was my first time really looking at that it was like an examination of like how to be a friend how to be there for someone in in your relationship how to be there as someone in a friendship and yet not completely lose yourself and also understand that you have to be there for yourself to then be there for them and if you can't do that then you maybe should not be Offering that to the to your you know the the friend or the person in your relationship you're with, so I thought that was a wonderful wonderful thing to kind of I don't know put a story like cast a story on like I don't think this was not this was not something in a story I see very often this concept, um, and I feel like it's very timely and just to stay in age of people feeling like you know you gotta put yourself first you know that mean you know you gotta put yourself first you know and sometimes in putting yourself first you realize that you don't have room in your life for certain people Um, and it's heartbreaking to find that out and make that realization but sometimes that's just the fact you know and so that was my first time really seeing that in a drama play out so well um, and make and it made so much sense and it wasn't like this was something that I think was not heavy handed and it was not very very apparent but like when you really look at the relationships that Kido and Yijin had their relationship and then you know, even with Judah um, and her friendship with um, Hedo, like there was, there was, a there was a great examination of this. There was a great examination of like how, what it looks like to be there for someone and what it looks like to be there for yourself. Um, and sometimes how it, it looks, what it looks like to not be there for someone because you gotta, you gotta put yourself first, you know? And I just... I don't know. It was just such a, it was so well done and it was subtle in a way, but it also not, you know, so really love that. Uh, but that was one thing I wanted to point out. The other thing I wanted to point out was this concept of, you know, the growing pains and how you can grow together with, with someone or people to only then grow apart with love still being there at the end, you know, and I thought that was nice to look at as well in this drama. And that brings me, of course, to the ending of 25, 21. Which is a little controversial, I feel like, with people. But you know, to me, the ending of Twenty Five Twenty One revealed to us that you know, because if, the, if you look at the structure of the story, we start in the present with an older Hedo, who you know is you know has a daughter, we know she's been married um and she has her daughter and you know her mother is still living in the same house she grew up in and her daughter goes to visit that house and ends up re, you know reliving the story of her mother in the past um through her her mother's diaries. So this concept of us starting in that present moment with this older hido character is important, right? And the thing that we notice at the end of 2521 when we go back to the present is that we don't get to see anyone else in the present day besides Hido, her mother, and her daughter. We don't get to see Yijin. We don't get to see Yurim. You know, we don't get to see... um, I forgot his name all of a sudden. We don't get to see Ji Wung and we don't get to see Sung We only see Hido um, in the present. And that was interesting, right? You're like, well... And I was talking to one of my listeners, I shout out to you. You know who you are. You we message you you always send wonderful, you know, comments under my posts on Instagram and you always message me. So just wanna shout out. We were talking about this right after twenty five twenty one ended. Um and they mentioned that, you know, that was a little part that was a little kind of it took it took them aback a little bit where it was like, why didn't we get to see kind of an update on where everybody else was? I was a little disappointing to not see that. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I, You don't see anyone else in there in the present, but Hito. And it's like, we got so close. We grew so much with all these other characters, you know, previous episodes only to get to this ending and we don't get to see them that far in the future. Like we get to see Hito. And it's a little kind of like disruptive. You're like, wait a second, I, I kind of want to know what where everyone is. But you don't. You don't get to know where everyone is. Uh, we don't even meet Hedo's, you know, husband or the father of her daughter. Like, I don't even know if she's still married to him, but we don't even get to meet him. You know, we just get Hedo, right? But instead, what we get is, I think, a reminder of this story of Hedo and her first love and her youth and how, and her, you know, her her grand friendships like all of that and how they are things of the past Um, and so much so that we don't get the opportunity to see those people of her past in her present we don't get we don't get to see that because they are of her past and to me that is the key that is the point of it and that is important I think to the story because that is realistic because it shows that you can grow so far apart, you know, from other people, um, even after growing so much with them, you know what I mean? You could still then grow apart from them so much so that they actually don't exist in your present at all. They just don't. You. It's not that they don't exist. It's not that they're not any, not breathing and living somewhere else. It's just in your present, they don't exist anymore. Instead, they're they're only known as their past selves in your memories, in your past, in your journals, in your diaries of yesteryear. That's all you have of them um, in a way sometimes. And I just thought that was good. I was just like, after I sat back and thought about it, I was like, why, why didn't we get to see anyone? That was a little disappointing. I did want to kind of see you know how Yura was doing. Like I wanted an update on how she was doing and her 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 marriage and how everything turned out. But if Hito isn't in in connection with them as she was, you know, with them in the past, then if we're going through Hito's story, then they don't exist in that present, you know, that we're in. Our story stops when where it stopped in the past with Hito, right? Their story for us stops then too. So that was really important to me to kind of make that connection. I was like, wait a second, that's why we're not getting that story. And I don't know, I ended up liking the ending better once I realized that because I was also of the kind of mindset of like, dang it, we didn't get to see any updates on anybody else. We didn't get to see anybody else older um, and anyone else and kind of what they're doing in their day-to-day and, you know, what their life has turned into. Yes, you know, Yijin and Hido didn't end up together, but like at least what's going on with What What has he been doing, you know? I kind of wanted to know, but I... I was we were telling we were being told the story of Hedo and so we couldn't you know he doesn't exist in her present he exists in her journal and so when they have that ending scene where they have her finally read what he had written to her in her journal years ago you know she finally reads that they have them kind of connect like after you know in this kind of you know not realistic way but like this kind of moment for us the watcher I think it was really mostly for us to show like she finally read it it's a, it's closing the chapter on that this is how they felt for each other And but in their notes they both say goodbye to each other and I think that was why we didn't we were I had to be okay you know with the fact that yeah they said their goodbyes they they expressed how they felt about each other and then they said goodbye And then they grew up and they moved on and I had to be okay with that as much as I didn't want it to be, but I had to be okay with that. Um, But at the same time, I just knew like their love for each other was always there, right? I feel like if they continued the story and I feel like she would have divorced her husband by some point and he would have never married and then they would end up getting back together in their fifties and, you know, you know. Dying together. Like that's kind of what I picture, you know, it really would happen. That would be more realistic in the acting. But I just was so pleasantly surprised by me really enjoying the ending, despite me being a little taken aback by it and originally. I was a little concerned, a little confused, but it it did make sense when I really sat back and I sat on it for a little bit. I was like, wow, that was that's what it was and I like it more now that I've thought about it right um so yeah I I I love I love this drama (laughs) and I have to say episode 15 so not episode 16 but episode 15 was beautiful it was something about episode 15 that just had me it, it was just like you guys this is it this is this is my favorite drama of the year so far. Like episode 15 nailed it home for me. It was such a well done episode. So just something I had to point out was like episode 15 from beginning to end was perfection. So loved it. Um, But yeah, the way that it ended, I was a little taken aback only to then after, you know, like I said, discussing it with one of my K drama watching friends and having that chance to really sit on it and think about it. I kind of realized why it was so like, I, while I was t- while while it why it was taking me so much to process it because I wasn't sure what to think of it, only to then think of it and think about it and think, oh, this is what that was. And I like it. I like it. I do. I have to say I was okay with it in the end there. I was okay with it in the end there. Um but yeah, I, I just I don't know. I think I hit most of my points. Like I said, I think there were so many other things I could say about twenty five twenty one. But I don't know if I'll ever be able to really say everything that I really wanted to say about twenty five twenty one. Um, but these are just kind of like my final impressions, and I think that's why I like doing, you know, first impressions and final impressions because it is kind of thing that I don't need to analyze the drama. I don't need to do a grand review of the drama. I just want to let you know what this drama left with left me with. That's all I want want to leave you with is what the drama left me with, and I think that's what this episode. I'm doing right now is is doing for me. I think this is what I was left with for twenty five twenty one. That it was a wonderfully written drama. Um, it was a drama that got better as it continued to air. It never let up. As far as like, it didn't fall back and 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 go like the like it didn't. It started off for me the first few episodes a little questionable, and then all of a sudden, every episode just got better and better and better and better. And I don't think that's always the case sometimes I feel like sometimes you start off a little rocky with a drama and then it continues to stay rocky and then it completely just goes off course but this is not the case this was a drama that got better and better as you continue to watch it um and I love the characters so well drawn great example if you ever need to look at a way to to see how you're supposed to write characters in a drama and how it looks when a writer trusts their characters to guide the story that they want to tell. This is a great example of that. Um, The way that it handled, you know, the historical context that it was in was done so respectfully and beautifully. Um, I thought that was very um, important, the things that they touched on in this drama. And I thought it was nice to see characters in spaces that I hadn't seen characters in spaces before, like September 11. um, And I thought that was really interesting. And so I thought they did a great job of showcasing that. Um, And I just felt like it was, it also was a great commentary on kind of just, what it means to grow up, <laughs> what it means to grow with people, um, what it means to grow apart from people, what it means to fall in love, to only then not fall out of love, but to to place that love where it needs to be and leave it there, you know, I, I just, there were so many good, like, commentary, there was so much commentary on these little moments that you you don't harp on in your own individual life but to see it played out in the character's life it does make you kind of go back to those moments in your own life like oh yeah those are things that you know I didn't carry on with me in my future right or my present day I you know that is something I left in my past too so that was also just kind of nice that it was able to draw me in so much as it did to kind of make myself forced me to kind of connect with this, my own past and things that I've left in my past. Um, that was nice to have that experience to go back to do that a little bit, even though it can be scary, of course, a little, a little traumatizing, so gotta be careful. Uh, but it was, it, it did it for me in a, a very meaningful way. So this drama was just well written, well done, well acted. Um, it was moving. It was meaningful. It handled things very respectfully. It was touching. Um, I loved every single one of these characters. I loved their relationships. I loved them in and out. I loved their friendships in and out. I think Yudam and Hido was a love story all on its own. When I tell you at some points, so I was like, "Is that is that the real love story in this drama? Is Hido and Yudam beautiful story? Those two together." beautiful relationship like I swear if they fell in love at the end of the drama that would not also not have surprised me I'm like actually that makes sense to me. <laughs> like I'm not kidding their relationship was beautiful how they kind of transitioned from and then they didn't really transition because they were always chatting together so they always knew that and again this is another example of like that support system and being there for people um, and how the, and what that looks like and even when you're apart you know oh, so good they did such a good job with this drama but yeah so many beautiful moments um and even and this is me shouting out characters okay so even with um sung, sung one she's also another example of a beautiful character who had this 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 personality where she was very, you know, she was successful. She was good at what she did. She was a great student. You know, she was top of her, top of the school. She, like, she was great. You know, she was, you know, this ideal kind of student only to then have this personality where she was always questioning things because she was, Bored of life, she was like, "I'm doing the thing I'm supposed to be doing. I get it. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but it's not fun. It's not enjoyable. It's boring." And so she has a friend like Ji Wong to break up that monotony, um, but she doesn't, you know, use him. You know, she she respects him still. It's not like she's using him for like some, you know, I don't know. But she respects his friendship. She respects him as a person, and she respects what he does for her. Um, but to have that kind of friendship as well. And it just, and it just makes sense. Like it worked beautifully, those two together as well. But then also to see how she kind of was doing her underground kind of um, um, radio show or almost podcast in a way. So I like that too. She was like a little underground podcaster there, you know, talking and critiquing about the state of the students and, and, and the education system. So having this kind of personality where she, she had a lot to, to give And then only to then end up in entertainment. I thought that was so cool to see. And I love that. Like, that's like, that to me is like realistic, right? If you want to talk about being realistic, like that was realistic. Like you, you're like this kind of radical child only to then, you know, start working entertainment and doing, you know, making funny shows, you know, and and it's just stuff like that is what I loved about this drama and the characters so good so good so good um and the performances were outstanding um if anything it made me want to watch some more um kim tae-ri dramas i want to kind of go back and 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 pick up some stuff because she was lovely she was great oh she was great um of course nam joo hyuk was amazing as he always is and he has this and this is just him as an actor he has this beautiful way of being subtly broken if that makes sense like he portrays being hurt and broken with such a subtlety that it hurts even more watching it you know like cause it's like he's not over the top and dramatic when he's broken and his characters are in pain and so when he shows it it's like Oh, it's painful to watch. So he just his performance was beautiful as well. I loved how he how he loved Hito. The way that he loved her was like one could only wish, right? I mean he respected her like none other. Everything he put forth as far as like how he loved her was respect first like he respected her before he loved her and so when it turned into love even in that love it was still you could show like you could tell he was like oh, but I'm respecting her but I'm respecting her whatever I'm respecting her and it was just like oh my gosh I love that about him so his character Eugene's character was just top tier top tier he was top tier so just all around all around and Yudem oh, my baby Yudem oh love her Everybody was great. Everyone was amazing. Um, I don't know what else to say, like, because I just love this drama. And right now, this is the drama for me to beat. And I do this. I don't know why I do this every year. I feel like I've been doing this. It's like I have in my mind a drama that, like, I end and I'm just like, that was so good. That was unbelievably good. That was, this is the drama of the year so far. Uh, And then all the other dramas following that I watch, I then kind of hold it up to like, is it going to beat that one? That's kind of what ends up happening. It's like, is this drama going to be better than that drama? And right now I feel like this is a fair one to kind of place at top and see if anything else can, you know, knock it off the top position. I think that's fair because it, I just walked away from this drama just satisfied. I think that was the, that's the best word for me. I was completely satisfied with this drama from beginning to end. Well, beginning was a little rough, but <laughs> from most of the beginning to the end, it just, it just, it just wrapped me with warmth and, and joy and happiness and emotions and love. And I walked away with it feeling like it was the one to beat. <laughs> it's the one to beat right now. And I, I think that's not, not a, it's not a bad place to put it. So yes. I loved Twenty Five Twenty One. This is kind of my final impressions. This is what this drama left me with. These are the impressions the drama left me with. And I, I don't have anything else. I really don't. Because like I said, I, I, I could keep going. I could find more things to talk about. I could talk about Yudum for another 20 minutes, I'm sure. But I'm not. In um, Hido, Oh my gosh. The characters are so good, guys. They're so good. They're so good. But you know what? I'm done. I'm not going to keep going on. Like I said, I could go on and on, but I don't, I don't have anything else to say. If you haven't watched it, please do. And if you have watched it, let me know your thoughts. Let me know. If you enjoyed 2521, and if you didn't enjoy 2521, like, let me know what it was that kind of turned you off about it. Um, And if you loved it up until the final episode, what was the thing about that final episode that really kind of was like, nope, no, thank you. (laughs) Not happy about that. Um, Or is there something else that you kind of didn't, that I, you know, that you saw in this drama that maybe... I didn't see. Let me know, because again, I can keep going on and talking about this drama. So if you want to talk about it with me, come come find me on Instagram with the DMs. Let's talk. Let's chat. I have lots to say, and I have lot, and I would love to listen to anyone else, um, kind of go on, on about twenty five, twenty one as well. <laughs> okay, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna let you guys go. That's all for this episode. I want to thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So, everyone, it's been real. Lola's off.